reason why I had to run this kid. I really think you fuck with me. I'm in a band, but that wasn't in the plan. I just really like your company. Check, check. Oh, is this on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, um, welcome to Other Words for Horror. I'm your host, Mila. And this is a podcast for sex workers and uh, allies by sex workers. So I interview sex workers from just all over the place. Um, outdoor sex workers, indoor sex workers, all over the place sex workers, online sex workers, whatever. And um, so, yeah, today we have Coco. I'm Hello, everyone. Amy, <laughs> um, yeah, I can just introduce yourself. Oh, yes, of <laughs> course. Um, I go by Coco. Um, that is not my born name, but that is the name that I prefer, prefer to go by inside of the club and outside of the club. Um, actually, my official uh, stage name is Lady Coco. I have been dancing for about 15 years now. It's been my only job for the most part for the last 15 years. It's what keeps me going. And honestly, I love it. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. A bit about me. Um, I actually went to the U of M. So that's why I moved to Minnesota to go to the U of M. Um, I am about 12 credits shy of getting my four-year degree. <laughs> um, but that's for a later time. I, at this moment, I have no reason to finish school. That is why I haven't chosen to, um, get my degree. Um, let's see what else. Uh, my home club is DTC or downtown cabaret. Um, but I've worked all over the place. So fun. Taco Tuesday. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be started. I love Taco Tuesday. <laughs> fun fact. Strip clubs have like the best food. It's a nice hint secret for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of people don't know we have the best food. Uh, except for after COVID. Um, I, uh, yeah. And I'm Mila. I've been working. It's actually my 10 year anniversary here, like in June. Yeah, so I'll exciting. be officially a veteran. Hey, welcome to the club. Yeah, like I, I already have like my little babies, my little baby strippers that I just put <laughs> under my wing. They're so cute. Um, so I don't know. I guess I wanted to start off with uh, uh, a little quote. Um, the policing of sex work exaggerates stigma, compromises access to resources, justifies violence, and is steeped in racial disparities. Because there's so much stigma within sex work. So I thought that was like a really good quote. And I guess we could start with, I don't know what should we, what should we start with? Oh my gosh. Should we start with racism in the club? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Whole topic in itself. Yeah. Um, so why are black women hardly hired? Um, that is a very good question. And I don't think we'll ever have the real answer to that. Um, I've been lucky in the 15 years that I've been dancing to not really have to experience all of the racism that comes with being an African-American dancer. Yeah. But that is also because I choose to go by what I know I need to, as far as I don't wear braids. I make sure that I show up to the club fully you know fully dolled up if I'm going there to interview yeah um, I feel like I feel like black women have to like you have to come up like 100% like 10 like like overly like 100% like oh absolutely like, and like you know like versus like you know white girls can show up um barely at 10% and and they'll be fine it's it's just it's been crazy I see like I see like beautiful beautiful black women get um denied and then I'll see girls that aren't of color um, just be hired like right away, which I just think is crazy. But it's obviously like it's all rooted in racism and uh, stigma because I, like I remember my one friend, my late friend, uh, Ravon, she tried to work at a club in Iowa and they were like, oh, no, you and your friend just came here and robbed the girls. Because like, yeah, because like two other girls had came and they're like, oh, you're the same girl. And it's just like, like, oh, all black women look the same and everybody's yeah. like a thief and all this bullshit. Um, I know that one of the things that's helped me, which is extremely unfortunate, is the fact that I 
talk like a white girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is insane to even think about. Yeah, like you were saying how like... But it definitely helps me get in the door. It's so different probably between like Seville and DTC. Like who you're going to be that day, right? Because like... Oh, yeah. DTC is like... was so different. Like yeah. it's like popping and Seville is just like old... Yes. I currently work at um, two different clubs and they are drastically different from each other. I love them both. Um, but at one club, I have to be well proper as I can put it. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the other say. club, um, I'm usually not black enough. <laughs> and I get told that. And it's actually funny. Um, I would say that for me personally, the majority of the racism that I experience is internalized racism. racism and it's from black guys, unfortunately. Because they're the ones telling me, oh, you're not hood enough. Why do you talk like a white girl? You don't have to pretend with me. Or Yeah, and you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm this just, is just being who I myself. am. This is just how I talk. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry this offends you. Ugh. And I always wait, like, when I'm at work, like, I always wear, like, a wig. Because I'm just, like, I guess, like, passing or ambiguous or whatever. But once, once they find out, like, I had this one guy, he was like, oh, you're mixed. And then all of a sudden, he just started, like, saying the N-word, this Matt, like, crazy guy. And, and we're already in, in VIP, so it's just, like, I have to deal with this because I'm, like, getting paid. But, whew, these guys, these old white men with money, <laughs> like, they are crazy and racist. Um, I guess, like, I could get back to the beginning here, too. Because um, a lot of people who, like, have this stigma against sex work, they... Um, they'll bring up like trafficking and stuff. They'll be like, oh, well, like, what about like the people that are getting trafficked? Which um, you can be a sex worker and be against trafficking at the same time. Uh, they're two totally different things, not to be conflated at all, which a lot of people do. Um, and I wanted to start out with like um, the reason why, like it, the, before we had the term trafficking, it was, it was actually called white slavery. And um, it was because in the 19th century, um, <laughs> they wanted to protect the morality of uh, white women. And so they created this concept of human trafficking because uh, all these uh, white, white women were um, doing sex work and <laughs> they, the dangerous foreign men and the innocent white woman was kind of like what it was. And so like, obviously all the, all the people like in charge were like, what are we gonna do to save these girls? And so, um, of course, they came up with the, the Mann Act of 1910. Um, and the, the act created a distinction between virtuous virgin, virgins who embodied social purity and the other, so the common and immoral prostitute. And, like, you didn't have to actually even be, like, a sex worker to be, like, considered this. You literally just had to be a woman, like, an immoral woman. And you would just be considered, like, a prostitute who was, like, um, which with that means like you you could be raped, murdered, and thrown away, and like you're like not a person. And um, unfortunately, still today, um, it still affects a lot of people today because we have like they'll put um what is it called like no human, no human. It's like N H no human here, some shit like that. Like if I'm a sex worker, if I'm like dead or whatever, like they'll put like no human found or some shit like that um cops are allowed to uh have sex with you if you're in custody which is just like another this is you can do this in minnesota too cops are allowed if you want to look it up but um it's just like a loophole for cops to um coerce and rape sex workers um which they do all the time it's actually the second most um besides Besides, like, over-excessive um, police brutality, the second one is uh, rape, which is super Um Stigmatization, social perception, systematic discrimination, and social isolation. Uh, so what are some of the roots of stigmatization in the sex work industry? Um, I have so many bullets here. Hmm. The eyes of sex work and the law, the first full criminalization for all constituents. So I'm just like going down like like each uh, like each area that like the law like is involved. So like the first one is that it's full criminalization, which is what we have here in the US. 
So everybody gets punished. Um, the second one is partial criminalization, which doesn't, they don't punish the buying and selling of sex, but all activities around it, i.e. like brothels um, and et cetera, et cetera. Like they want to divide between society and sex workers. So sex workers are constrained to work alone, which obviously like uh, promotes more violence. Um, and then we have the third, the Nordic model, which a lot of people who don't really know much about the sex industry and like want to be like liberal, they try to like say like, well, let's do the Nordic model, which is basically like legalization, which is uh, aims at criminalizing buyers of sex. While in theory, the model aims at eliminating sex work and only constrains sex workers into more secretive activities further deepening the growing wedge of understanding with the rest of society. And um, the, over, the overwhelming pres, present stigma permeates the legal foundations of the fourth model. Oh, okay, so the fourth model, legalization of sex work, which is like, again, what we don't want, because that's states like Nevada. Um, and does, is there another state that has legal sex work? I feel like it's just Nevada. On the Bunny Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, which um, comes with this whole extra problems because they just discriminate. They do like uh, strict uh, health checks, uh, purchase of mandatory license, registration, all these restrictions. And I mean, you would think like, oh, health checks, that sounds cool. But that's like all fucked up, like rooted in all this shit. That's not good. So, um, oh. Oh, do you want to touch on your stigmas and stereotypes? I see you have all these notes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, let's do it. Um, I guess when I first started, um, I was 18. And honestly, I didn't even believe that I could be a dancer. I started out as a waitress, actually, at a gentleman's club. And I was convinced to do amateur night and I won. Yes, and that's how I started. Yeah, <laughs> I got that $200 in my hand and I was on stage for all of five minutes and I was hooked. It was the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, but at first I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I don't, I don't look like these women, do I? Like, I don't have the ideal body, you know? I don't have giant boobs. Okay, back then, 15 years ago, um, <laughs> I don't have giant boobs, you know? I'm not a stick figure, I'm not a blonde. Um, it turns out, that that's not the way it works and everyone can be a stripper no matter how you look <laughs> oh yeah like um in the this book i have uh, revolting prostitutes there's like this line that's it's like in the, one of the first pages i'm gonna bring it up she uh says, um basically just like uh sex workers are everywhere like you like we're your teachers we're your nurses where your dental assistants, where even your dentists, where your doctors, where you like yeah. doctors, like students. I'm assuming doctors aren't doing sex work anymore. Um, <laughs> hopefully not. We are your everyday people. Yeah, exactly. Like, and a lot of people don't know that. And then it's sad that like once like like some of these teachers and like even paramedics, like they're doing sex work too. And then like uh, teachers are getting like fired from their jobs because of. I don't even understand just because they have a side job. It's really crazy that like, if you're a sex worker and and that's like your side hustle, like for some reason that's your main job's business. I don't I don't really understand why it's anybody's business because it's not. It doesn't seem to be their business if you have any other side job. Well, but, on the flip side, the reason that we are able to make a living at what we do is because of everyday people that are coming to see us, and that's what right. people don't you know often think about. And these same people, that's why I always say, like, clients are not, like, your allies because clients are often, like, they're, like, some of these people, like, you know, voted for FASA, SESA, and, like, they're, like, but they're still, they're still coming and support sex work. So it's just crazy how sex work is so stigmatized and so much bullshit when everybody fucking, like, uses sex work. I, I maybe tell me you don't watch porn, but I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> In everyone's head, the people that are coming to see sex workers are dirty old white men. And oh, that is yeah. completely not the case. Oh, my God. One time I was like, yeah, I'm a stripper. And this girl was like, oh, so you dance with dirty old people. And I was just like, actually, I have some hot ass fucking clients that I yes, have to like exactly. try not to make out with. So <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like some of them are really hot. Um, and then the, and then like, yeah, I have danced with old white men and they're putting hella money in my pocket. So why wouldn't I? And, and people, 
I don't know. People are just, they're so judgmental when it's really just a job like any other place. Like it is just um, like we're in the, like we're in the service industry. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, bartenders, bottle service girls, waitresses, we all like, we all like dress the part, do the part, give the customer service. You know, we might just have, we might just be doing a little different. Well, let's just assume that we all hate our job, that because we do what we do, that we hate our job. And that's just not the case whatsoever. Right. And then also like, I, guys would be like, oh, do, do you like what you do? And I'm like, do you like what you do? Ooh. Yeah. Don't ask dumb questions. <laughs> like, okay. Like I'm not, you're, you're in finance and you hate your job, but I get paid to party naked. So I don't know <laughs> what you want from me. And then, um, like, yeah, like, I'm, like, a stripper, but then, like, you know, full-service sex workers, I feel like they get, like, so much, so much shit when everybody has sex. And and I also, like, want to say, like, women are, women and femmes, like, are always expected to, like, give themselves away for free. And wives, too, like, yeah, give, get, just give sex for free. Don't expect anything. If you want money, you're a whore how dare you ask for something in return and that's rooted in um you know some bullshit ass patriarchy why, why oh we always got to make the man happy but how dare we seek an orgasm or some money in our pocket it's it's really just a double standard and you know well to go along with uh what Mila just said I found in my 15 years of dancing because I do look the way that I do and because of my job People just assume, you know, if we're at the bar and I'm like, oh, I heard you're a dancer. Well, here's 20 bucks. Can I see your tits? Yeah. Oh, my God. That, hap- <laughs> that happens to me all the time. Like, sorry, that is not how it works here. No. Exactly. Like, I am off duty. I'm at a bar right now. I'm enjoying my time. Literally. Now, if like, you would like to come to my place of employment and make me that same offer, that's a different story. Yeah. But I am enjoying my life right now. And I'm taking the $20 just for you being rude. <laughs> Thank you for my time. What is <laughs> to touch on what we've already been talking about um it is just assumed that you know sex work is a last resort oh yeah and obviously that is not the situation I know obviously I started very early in the game but I know plenty of women that were just like hey I'm feeling myself I'm in my 30s these are gonna be the best years of my life yeah and they just they want to try something different and they end up loving it and they just stick with it yeah they're like why didn't I start earlier this girl just started at at 28 I think she's like oh like why did I let all these people tell me it was like terrible to do I mean I started when I was 20 and I mean I I was working at this bar Allery's in St. Paul actually and I I was like a go-go dancer and it was a cop bar too which, which was crazy um and they asked me to do dances in the back for like this group of cops which is illegal. So that's when I knew that they were fuckboys to begin with. <laughs> like, oh my, laws don't apply to him. Um, everyone just thinks, you know, sex work, it's an easy platform to get into and anyone oh, yeah. can do it. You just need a cute face and a nice body. Yeah, I will, yeah, and the first night that I worked, I made $400 in 30 minutes because I did a, a 30 minute room. And after that, I was like, oh. Well, I'm gonna quit this job and I'm gonna do this full time. Like, why wouldn't I? Um, I have a couple of credits for my women's studies uh, little thing too, but which I haven't finished yet. <laughs> but someday I will. Well, I think we both know when you first get started dancing, there's that term "new girl money." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, and you get it, and it's Everybody the best thing ever, and you're on top of the world. And then reality hits. Yeah. And you start getting picky, too. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if I should go to him. <laughs> he got dirty shoes or something. <laughs> but, um, well, no, you kind of, you just kind of learn, like, not every day is going to be a good day. Everyone just assumes, you know, we all, all of us dancers, we go into the club and we make, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars every shift. Oh, yeah. The glamorized bullshit oh, no, that we that see is. on Instagram and shit. Which I, which I think is also why some people think it's easy money because they're seeing all this shit on Instagram and it looks easy, but, but nobody knows like all the work that went into making like that stack. Absolutely. Like, um, 
yeah, and like last, the week before last week, one of my nights was negative $17. But then the other night was very good. So it's just like, it's inconsistently consistent. Like it, yes. even though. It keeps us going. Like it's those nights where we do make, you know, a few thousand dollars in one night and we're just like reminded mm-hmm. This is why we do Yeah, this. I'm like, oh. like I'm like, oh. drink all night, hang out with our friends. I was almost about to money. buy something. <laughs> like, no. Um, definitely takes a toll on you. Absolutely. You have to, you know, your makeup, your your mental health is tested every day. Yeah. Um, I would say on average, I get rejected from men 90% of the time. Oh, that I and, work shift. and people think it's like, you have to have like tough skin because I've seen girls like crying in the back from being told no. And it's like, you have to be able to know that like one yes can, can pay your rent. Like period. So mm-hmm. you just got to keep going. And it's just like a hustle. Like, like any other hustle job, like guys always be like, Ooh, you're a good saleswoman. And I'm like, no shit. <laughs> like that's my job. It's so funny. They're like, let me hire you. Like, no. <laughs> why would I, I want to come be like a car salesman? <laughs> no, thank you. Well, along with that, you know, we have to be so self-motivated. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, I would say the majority of the clubs in the U.S. or everywhere, you don't have to be on a schedule. Yeah. So it's up to you to make yourself go into work because mm-hmm. they don't care. You know, clubs don't care. Right. If you don't show up for a day, a month, a year, like no one's going to call you and be like, hey, where are you at? Yeah, yeah. So it's up to you to make yourself go there because no one is going to hold you accountable except for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen girls like a lot of the people that I know that get out of um, sex work, they go on to like, like just owning their own shit. Like uh, one of my friends, she's owns a med spa now. She just she's about to open one, literally right in Uptown. You know, Alexa. Yeah, yeah. So that's lit. and another girl, she does, like, she owns, like, the the threading. I wonder if you remember her. She, like, threads eyebrows now. She used to work at Seville. I don't know. Maybe. But anyways, <laughs> I mean, everybody always is, like, because, okay, the, I'm just saying that because people are always, like, well, what are you going to do next? And it's, like, that's, like, almost, like, a condescending question because who said that, they, that this wasn't, like, my career, you know? Because you can do sex work for your whole life. You don't, you don't have to. You don't have to quit. You can you can save your money up and you can buy a property or buy a house or something if you want to, or you can just keep going and you just change categories. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely. Oh yeah, there definitely does not have to be an end to it. I know a handful of you know dancers that are in their fifties and they are doing just fine. Um yeah, <laughs> I feel like actually the older that you get, like the way more money you make because you just got it down so easy. Yeah. You're like, a veteran. <laughs> like it's you know how to handle your yeah. shit. If I knew what I knew when I was 20, I'd be a millionaire for sure. I'm now 34 and I, I'm i still deciding, but I'm pretty sure I'm just going to keep it going. I don't think I'll ever have a quote-unquote real job. Yeah, right. Yeah. At not this a- point, it's been the way I've been surviving for the last 15 years mm-hmm. and it's done me really well. Um I, I have a husband. <laughs> we are happily married, and he like, is they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> the last auntie had was from Mila. Um, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it's just presumed and assumed that you know we we can't have normal lives outside of the club, right? And that is certainly not the situation at all. You right. know, I own a house and pay taxes and all that other. Yeah, stuff. like we're, we're, we're real people. <laughs> yeah, you know, for sure. Um, somebody wanted to talk about sex work and poverty. So I was just gonna say I have a quote from, of course, Revolting Prostitute. It's a good book. Um, but um, because obviously we want dec- decriminalization for sex work, and um, so it just says like decriminalization alone will not solve the things that marginalized people, um that drives them to sex work. Sex work is an effective strategy for resisting poverty, but it doesn't address poverty systematically. Meaning like, obviously decriminalizing it isn't going to end all the problems. It's just going to be like a stepping stone because there's so much that goes into, I mean, why people are in poverty, why people choose sex work, because it sex work, it helps you 
that you stay afloat and rather than sink. Um, which like for me, like that's why I feel like sex work is empowering to me because because I was like in the beginning, like just staying at my my friend's house, like renting a room for like three hundred dollars and and now like, you know, like I have my own shit, like and I can like do whatever I want. You have to like just work your way up to that. Um and um we have like this whole community and that gives me purpose like I found my lane like my calling like I I don't think I was ever meant for like some regular ass shit you know um so I'm really happy to be in this industry and I only wish I started sooner to be honest like I wish I I wish there wasn't so much stigma around it because that's what kept me from doing it at 18 because that when I was 18 I was like (laughs) and then I like went to like and then I like started and I was like I'm funny Oh my gosh, I remember when I started when I was 18 and there were dancers that were 30. I'm like, oh, I'm never going to be like them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be 30 and dancing. That's disgusting. Why don't they have real lives yet? And yeah, exactly. How can you be married and still get naked for others? And yeah. <laughs> um, oh, oh, all the lessons we've learned. Fun fact. Nice <laughs> I would say like one of the most exciting things about you know our industry is the fact that we do have all the power mm-hmm. like I said earlier you know we make our own schedules we decide when we want to go into work which is an amazing feeling yeah um we decide who we want to talk to I don't think a lot of people realize that just because people are walking into your place of employment doesn't mean that we have to engage with them oh yeah. I get to decide if I want mm-hmm. to go up to that guest that guest or not yeah and there was some guy I have seen this one guy like nobody came up to me and it's like well like get up and go up to them with some money or trust me you'll get somebody um like it's not we don't have to come up to you yeah there's been plenty of times where managers grab me and been like hey you know this table or this individual mm-hmm. would like your presence and I'm like no thank you I'm oh my good God. for numerous reasons you they know, always try to be. grab me for couples and I'm like no <laughs> no offense <laughs> They're too much. <laughs> um, police and sex work. We do not like them. Um, the entire policing of sex work is rooted in, in racism and sexism. Police are the worst. A quote from the book, The Tricking Hour by Irene Slit, which I have over here. It's really good. It's also on Word Press, the whole thing. Um, but the police, <laughs> this is hardcore, but the police are an organized gang who rape prostitutes and murder people of color. They raid strip clubs and tell us that we have no right to decency. Police often force sex workers into sexual acts. And like I said before, it's the second most um, thing that they do. But uh, a lot of, obviously sex workers can't like, if you're doing like in calls or you're at like a a hotel or something, um, a lot of times they'll just be like, well, suck my dick and I won't charge you. And like, you either, you're facing like, okay, you're either going to like do this like free act or you're going to get a prostitution charge, which can literally ruin your life if you want to do anything else. So uh, like, you're obviously going to pick that side, which is just, you know, coercive in itself, of course. And they get away with it because, so that's another reason why it needs to be decriminalized. So like we can actually have some fucking, I don't know, some sort of justice. Um, white clubs versus black clubs. They're so different. They are. Yeah. <laughs> and currently I'm working at both. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, I love DTC. But um yeah, and, and Augie's too, right? And like where else? Lamplighter. But I feel like DTC is like a little different. It's like really big. It is. Those other places are like tiny, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I was reading this one book and um they were saying how you know how like in like uh I don't know like this is even the right term, but in like black clubs, like you're allowed to like sometimes you're allowed to like videotape and like touch and shit. And it's like it's like rooted in this like whole thing, like it's just like racist, like, oh, like it's okay to do this. But in like the white clubs, it's like, oh, like no touching and it's just like no phones, da 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 da. So like slight differences like that and like, oh, not being able to have braids. One time I had braids in and I, and I auditioned at the King of Diamonds and they told me no, strictly because of my braids. Uh, same with Rhino. 
I came back the next day without my braids, and then they hired me. I never went back. Um, Honestly, it's gotten to the point where I don't even feel comfortable, like, working or auditioning at a new club. No. Unless I do have, you know, straight hair or just, like, Oh, yeah, like, curls, get, I get my wigs together. Like, okay, yeah. which one? <laughs> Crazy. They've conditioned me that I need to look a certain way now in order to be profitable. Yeah, which is so fucked up. It really is. Um, but that goes along with, you know, the fact that me and you, we have to work a little bit harder for our money compared to our counterparts. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I used to have this friend. She's, like, blonde, blue eyes, big old titties, and she, like, would get upstairs for, like, hours and hours just like just like that. And, like, whereas I'm, like, let's go, let's yeah. go. Like, I have to fucking yeah. fish them in, you know? Our counterparts can just walk up to guests. Yeah, where we have to sit down, we have to sell ourselves, Mm -hmm. we have to convince them why we're worthy of their money. Yep, exactly. Fucked up. (laughs) Sorry, I say that word a lot. (laughs) It's my life. I love it. Yeah, I don't know why people always think that like sex workers don't have significant others. Me neither. They always. I see that all the time. They're straight as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a lot, a, a lot are not. Yeah, there's so many lesbians. Oh, so many. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking of this one time. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to work in this club, and I think, like, everybody except for me was lesbian, for sure. Um, guys are dumb. Sorry, not, not all of them. So much Um. Oh, yeah, the media. The media portrays sex workers like shit. We're not all like ran by some Russian mafia. <laughs> like they always have the clubs like run by like some scary dudes. And then like all the girls are like all fucked up on heroin or something. Which um I mean d- drug use is fine, but like we're not like they it portrays us in this terrible, terrible light. Um I think like I don't even know, like I guess like I guess Hustlers was like an okay. Me either. Like a lot of girls, like a lot of girls didn't like it. But I mean, I did a whole, I did a whole project on it, and um, I, I feel like see a lot more Cardi B. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish. Yeah, she should have showed her titties. I guess they weren't paying enough. Right? But yeah. she had on the pasties. But um, yeah, the way the media portrays us has a lot to do with why like this whole stigma is like going on, like oh, like poor girl, like she has daddy issues, da da da. Which every like a lot of people have daddy issues, not just sex workers. So I don't know why that's even a thing. Like, plenty of people have daddy issues. It's not only sex workers. Well, going thing. back to uh, the movie, um, I would say one of the things in there we're portrayed as like. We are a big happy family. Well, some of us. Yeah. But we don't yeah. all go shopping and buy each other Louis Vuitton purses. Like, that's so No, I was so like, unrealistic. where are these from? <laughs> I was like, I would love. <laughs> what? We're not having holiday parties. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I was like, I was like, oh, damn, I wish I lived back then. Yeah. And then, and then afterwards, they showed him, like, working at Old Navy. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if any girl is going to go to Old Navy like after the strip club like I don't maybe bartend or waitress but ain't nobody going to Old Navy <laughs> yeah, I would that part was just it. very unrealistic yeah I was just watching it like she ain't folding no clothes <laughs> it's funny because guys just assume too that we all know each other they'll come in the club be like oh hey I'm looking for this person yeah I'm like all right is that dancer name or real name yeah oh dude they'll be like <laughs> do you know like Zoe and I'm like and they always like sometimes I know the real name and I'm like listen I don't know anybody's real name yeah like we're not that close like Like, I would say everyone in the club we're we're civil and we'll get along yeah we need to make money together yeah but other than that you know we go in we focus on ourselves we make make our own money we move along I have I have like I have like my club friends but like (laughs) then like during COVID like I didn't see them (laughs) like but you know we're all cool on the inside, um, it, which not everybody's so lucky. There's a lot of clubs where, like, the managers take advantage of the girls. Um, like, I hear, like, horror stories about some clubs, which is why I don't know what they need to do for that. But 
somebody's got to figure that out because uh, some of these club owners have lost their damn mind. <laughs> and the way, like, we're the only reason why they're open, and yet some of these places charge crazy prices. Like, for, I heard, like, for All Star, they were charging girls, like, 250 or something for the house fee, which is crazy. Oh, bring it back to Super Bowl. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. Mm-mm. I'm excited that um, our industry is definitely becoming more mainstream and that we can talk about this out loud and have these conversations and discussions about what it really is. Yeah, yeah. Instead of everybody just having like these weird ideas in their head, it's just like all stereotypes. Like, and then like, I don't know, just like if you have like some sort of stereotype about sex work, you should ask yourself like, what's this rooted in? Why do I think this? Hmm. Because I bet you'll get down to some answer and you'll figure it out that it's bullshit and propaganda that got in your little head. Obviously, you know, OnlyFans has been a huge topic. Oh, yeah. In the past year. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't get me started. These people. (laughs) Good morning to everyone except for girls with OnlyFans. And I'd be commenting like, and here's my link. Like, (laughs) excuse you. People are so rude, and and OnlyFans is a great way to make an extra income. And nobody said you had to do anything crazy, you know. I mean, if you don't want to do, it's just like, but but sex workers are who made OnlyFans. I don't I don't care if it started out as some whatever site. We made it what it is today. Period. And they still haven't given us credit for that. No, they haven't. No, I I heard like I was listening to this podcast the other day, and this girl was like, but. It's it's not necessarily for that. And it's like, why why do you think you know about OnlyFans? Let me know. Is it because of cooks? I don't fucking think so. It's because of sex workers. So don't ever get it twisted. Yeah. Honestly, until six months ago, I didn't even know there was other content on there. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, somebody was asking. Systematic discrimination. Sex workers are discriminated against when oh well discrimination goes far past the clubs. I mean leasing apartments, job hunting, even divorce proceedings. If you've done any sex work, uh you can lose your kids. Um accessing accessing certain services and justice because you cannot call the cops. Um <laughs> the idea uh don't be a whore if you don't want to get raped can't believe people think that way um this one there's a sex worker who was murdered and her dad literally said oh she deserved it because she was doing sex work and that's that's like that's what stereotypes and stigma that's how violent it can become these stigmas they they turn us into not people we're we're disposable it's okay if we if we just fucking disappear because nobody cares about us but the thing is is that Sex workers are, are a key part in society. I mean, we do a lot for the community all the time. We put money back into the community all the time. Um, and I just think that people should know that. Um, classism. Yeah, there's a whole, what do we call it? The hierarchy. Yes, the hierarchy. Um, I wonder who's at the top. Probably like, I guess the bottom would be like, according to like people, I guess the bottom would be like outside workers. And I think the top would be like cam girls, right? Like, I don't know. I can't decide if it's like, well, right now, cam girls are getting, you know, because the only fans are always like, so they kind of forgot about us that work in the clubs. Yeah. (laughs) They're so focused on cam girls right now. I always see these things that like um I don't know these new these new cam girls are finally like like getting like a uh, backlash and they're like oh my god and then like all of us like sex like regular people who've been sex workers are like yeah like shit ain't easy and you get you families will hold disown you type shit just for your job which is crazy bank accounts can be closed because there's something called the morality clause if they don't like how you get your money, they can literally take it from you, which is insane. That's how I got kicked off in there. <laughs> oh my God. 
Well, I've been kept, I've been kicked off Tinder and Bumblebee and Snapchat. I got another Snapchat though. Oh yeah, that kicked you off. It's crazy. But I haven't been removed from Venmo or Cash App yet. Thank God. Yeah. Too many transactions. Which is bogus because what if you work at like a nail salon? How do they know? It's just ridiculous. Um, also, uh, all those women who got shot, where was that? Huh? Oh, yeah, they were sex workers. Yeah, so that's fucked up. Sex workers always getting murdered is fucking bullshit. And then the cop had the nerve to say, oh, he was just having a, a bad day. Probably because he doesn't place any value on uh, sex workers, especially ones of color. Yeah, I don't know. Anything else? Um, let's see. I guess it's just presume that everyone that comes to see us, whether you're, you know, in the club or outside of the club, that um, every guest is just looking for sexual excitement. And that is not the case at all. Some people just want to have a conversation. Some people just want to oh, be yeah. held. You know what Dude. I mean? That everyone's looking for a lot of people. Dance and yeah. titties in their face. A lot of people say we're like naked therapists because like people really want to come and just complain about their lives yeah we are definitely you know we're considered a safe place for guests which is why it's also emotional labor as well like we have to sit here and like listen to you whine about your wife type shit well they know we won't judge them right know that they can indulge in you know all of their fantasies yeah and we're not going to make fun of them for it no i'll listen to you all day if you're paying me i don't care sure tell me everything uh, does anybody have any questions oh i had one more quote for like people for like people who are like don't want like don't think you like you should be a sex worker or whatever but they like because they want you to be like a good girl there's like this one saying like a good girl stays grateful with crumbs fuck that okay so that's yeah that's all I wanted to say <laughs> and then um if anybody like has wants to like pay, like definitely pay for your porn and um so here's some sites OnlyFans, fan central many vids just for fans instagram uh sex panther twitter there's so many sex workers on twitter i'm one of them um and then campsites chatterbait cam soda love cam soda i'm live um my free cam and Snapchat. And then you can find a bunch on Reddit as well. So yeah, just paying paying the creator directly just makes it so the money goes directly to the person who's making the content versus going through a third party. Um, a lot of places are uh, unethical, we'll say. I guess I would say um, no matter what kind of sex work you choose to indulge in, just know your work right exactly yeah and uh yeah never like you know i i don't negotiate i you set boundaries and you keep them mm-hmm. um sometimes you literally have to be like hey i'm a person because they forget that you're a fucking person especially when they walk into that club like so many times i've had to like swat i've had to like use my strength to like get a man's hand off of me, which I think is like insane that I'm like, have to use like muscles when I'm telling you not to touch me. Yeah, Because they don't think like all of a sudden like, oh, this isn't a person. It's like, yes, we're people. We have like whole lives. Like this is just our job and it's a good ass job. And why the, you know, why would, why would we want another job? Well, I've worked at clubs where you are allowed to set your own prices and yeah. you know, guys will come up to me, ask them for a dance and I'll, tell them my price and I'll be like well that girl only charges this you should go to that girl then yes you should (laughs) you should (laughs) are my prices and I need you to respect that right exactly like and then yeah if you want to be touched like literally just just ask because like honestly it's not that hard called consent you know you don't just touch people um some books I well one of my favorite sex workers she's an online sex worker she's um this beautiful black woman her name's Alexis Gionde I hope I'm not butchering that um but she wrote this book called uh Angry Black Girl 
It's a collection of essays on race, gender, and America that I recommend. Um, I, and I brought this other book, uh, Global Women, and it just shows, um, it just kind of talks about nannies, maids, and sex workers in this new economy because um, they kind of like all like intersect. Then I have Coming Out Like a Porn Star, which is a collection of essays on pornography, protection, and privacy. So it's a bunch of porn stars who just talk about um, coming out. It's really good. And then this one I just started reading called The Tricking Hour. My friend actually sent it to me from New York. She's a dominatrix girl in Manhattan. And this is super good. Um, it's actually on WordPress for free. So if you just type in the tricking hour, Irene Silt, you can read it. And um, it's really good. Love it. And then obviously, Revolting Prostitutes is a good one. Love that one. I have that on my Kindle. And um, yeah, I don't know. If anybody has any questions, let me know. <laughs> testing, testing. <laughs> Okay, um, so when you guys are like working, do you guys experience like any jealousy from other females? And like, if y'all do, how, how do y'all deal with that? Oh, when we're not working, you said. Well, when you guys are working. Oh, when we are working. Yeah. Um, I feel like okay, I work at such like a friendly club, but I have like when I worked in Guam, like there are girls that are like very territorial about their customers. I try to like gatekeep them. So if you like, you sit with them or something, they'll give you like the eye. I mean, I've seen, I've seen whole ass brawls in the locker room before um, over customers and shit, but I haven't seen that at the Seville. I don't know. Um, we all work together because we all want to make this bread. So mm. <laughs> honestly, we yeah, do what no. we need to do to make our money on the floor. Obviously there's going to be clicks. It's easier to work in teams. Yeah to make money so there's gonna be clicks but for the most part yeah we all just want to make money and keep our jobs yeah I so. think I think the only thing that like we all don't like is like I just call I call them vultures oh <laughs> <laughs> there are these like there are these girls that were like a dude will walk in the door and they're just like <sighs> they just pounce on them they don't even like give them a chance yeah it's um, proper etiquette to let them get in the door get a drink get a seat yeah get a yeah drink. and then you attack yeah, <laughs> I like wait, wait for him to get a drink, and I'm like, hello. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like too shy. Like I have to like be like, you're you're cool. Remember, and then I'll sit down and start talking. And I'm like, oh yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know about jealousy, but more more so more so stripper etiquette. And if you don't follow that etiquette, you might you'll probably get some side eyes, or you you might like I might even be like no, like we don't do that type shit. Yeah. I think it also depends on like what club you're at. Like some clubs oh, you're yeah. allowed to sit on the tip rail and talk to guests or at the tip rail. Yeah. Some clubs you're not. Dude, Seville's honestly one of the only clubs that I know that you can sit at the tip rail and talk to dudes. Because most clubs don't let you do that. Yeah. Does DTC? No. Yeah. Not. Yeah. It's literally, I swear <laughs> it's only like there'll be new girls that'll come in and like <laughs> they'll see them sit down and they'll be like, and I'm like, it's allowed. But like it's still like super etiquette if they're like talking to the guests. I'm not gonna be like, hi. Some girls will, and they'll get like, excuse me. I'm here. I know some girls they get territorial about their quote unquote regulars, and I say that because, oh yeah, um, if you don't know about regulars, they don't last long, and also they will jump from girl to girl. Oh know, yeah, everyone's different, but yeah, you know, my my old my my stripper Oprah I call her she uh she always told me uh she would say Ooh, there's a beginning and end to everything okay you you just you milk that and then you let them go like I, I yeah I know some girls who like they'll like get mad at their dude for spending money on another girl but to me I'm just like you can spend money on the whole damn club as long as I get mine don't mm -hmm. matter to me I want everybody to make money you know yeah. there's enough to go around mm -hmm. sharing is caring <laughs> it is I thought we learned that in kindergarten. <laughs> do you have another one yeah another question is if someone are considering getting in sex work what are tips and like ways they could be safe wait, can, wait what? if someone's interested in getting into sex work yeah what are tips and ways they could be safe tips and ways to what tips and ways to be safe um, oh i oh. guess For always sure. let someone know where you're going um 
that's super important, you know, whether you're going to a club or meeting someone. Yeah. Um, always let someone know. Yeah. Especially if you're doing like, a, like if you're doing like outside sex work, like just outside the club, I suppose. Well, both. You always like tell somebody where you are, send your location when you get there, send your location when you leave. Um, some people I know they take a picture of their ID um if a guy tells you no like it's I'll usually just be like okay well how am I supposed to know you're not a murderer um what else oh there's also apps so I put in their information if I'm gonna meet them outside of the club then I put in their information there's one called like truth finder something easy and it'll pull up like it's it's crazy but it'll pull up like their address their, a bunch of shit their criminal record everything you can get anybody's information um and so that that's another way um there's also there's also a whole entire blacklist for violent customers there's a there's a Minneapolis one um there's a whole entire like community that if you like you can like be like added into um with like a bunch of like ways to stay safe but um honestly just doing background checks sharing location checking the checking the blacklist getting the id i think and this is up, just called screening you just screen your client meeting up in hotels as opposed to like motels yeah i always like, the meet, more like, people it, the better i always meet in public first like if 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 you see one red flag that's all you need yeah. like because shit can go south and you don't want that i mean there's too many women out here that and it's like this is also like a privilege too uh not everybody has the privilege to screen their clients so that's why another reason why we need it to be decriminalized so that people can work in safe spaces rather than be like out here risking their lives because they need to pay rent you know um this isn't pertaining to safety but get paid up first oh yeah oh yeah now maybe half later situation Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I know some girls that do a deposit, too, which I feel like is hard to get. But if you're, like, hardcore in the escorting game, that you, they'll get that deposit. And it's funny. Some guys are like, you can keep the deposit. It was never refundable. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, I mean, those are just the main ways. Definitely, if you can, screen your client. If not, make sure you meet up somewhere. I like somewhere the buddy safe. system. Like, mm-hmm. I, if you can, always try to do parties or whatnot with a friend yeah you know you can have some fun with it you can be safe and you can both make money together mm-hmm. okay uh one more how have people outside of sex work um i know amber rose has done a ton for people like us oh yeah amazing she does yeah she said the whole slut walk you know you know why you know why because a cop said um don't dress like a whore if you don't want to get raped he said the same shit a cop said that and so that like started it and so she was like fuck that and she started the slut walk i was just listening to a podcast about this like earlier today um and she like she's just like she's an ex-sex worker i mean she used to be a she used to be a stripper but um sex worker allies that try to do stuff for us i mean there's the SWAT Minneapolis uh, sex worker outreach project. And not everybody that works for them are sex workers, but they just like want like, you know, a safe environment for us. There's um, there's somebody I'm going to interview um, on my next show who uh, she works for uh, like an abortion clinic that like helps like people like like sex workers and people who don't have like, you know, uh, maybe insurance or something. She helps them get like safe abortions, you know, um, things like that. I mean, just, just things that are just like offering like base, like basic, like stuff, like shelter for, for sex workers that work outside, you know, um, Narcan for, you know, sex workers who have addiction issues clean meat like clean needles for people that are working outside because you know that's something that that's like if that's obviously something that's going on so like why not like let's provide something safe you know so just things like that like community service essentially 
I know for years, Ashley Kutcher has actually been doing great work when it comes to sex traffickers and finding them. He's been donating a lot of his time and energy and money to yeah, making um, sure that that's not happening. Right. These people are penalized and these young women are found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like advocacy too, like speaking up when simple as like when somebody says something ignorant about a sex worker something as simple as like that's not true or that's an ignorant thing to say um just like speaking up you know like that's that's something that somebody can do to like further like end the stigma you know like that's it's so simple like people could just like speak up the fact that our industry has become more mainstream in the last few years is definitely helping. And yeah. the fact that pole work is now looked at as pole art is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and there's like, there's also programs for our sisters in incarceration because there's actually a lot of uh, sex workers like sitting in jail. So I know that there's, um, there's places that you can donate to them to help them out because I, I don't know why the fuck they're locked up anyways. There's like this saying, like, we let rapists go, but we have sex workers in prison, which is absolutely absurd because the, I know the sex worker was doing consensual work, but we have fucking rapists that we let get out. So that just goes to show you how, how sexist and bullshit, like, the whole entire system is. And it's usually black women, so it's also racist as fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh. No, you're good. (laughs) So this is the last question. What is the biggest myth about sex work? The biggest myth? Um, I don't know that it's easy work. I I don't know. Other than that. I don't know if I could just hone in on one. Um, Right. There's so many. Biggest myth. Hmm. I think that it's easy and that we're bad people that we're unworthy um that we don't deserve like respect and love because we're less than I think that that's like this huge myth because we're actually we're amazing and we deserve a lot more respect than what we get especially for like what we do for everyone I mean, it's the nicest people I know that were dirty were cleaner than like I'm pretty sure any vanilla person. <laughs> like, uh, I know a lot of girls like bathe in alcohol baths after every stage, but um, I'm just obsessed with showers. I love hot water, but um, yeah, like the whole like idea that we're dirty, I think is crazy. Like I hate it when we watch movies and they'd be like dirty, dirty hooker, some shit like that, and it's just like. She's probably cleaner than your wife, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I think as far as, like, stereotypes go, like, the biggest misconception that I can think of, that we are all hypersexual. Oh, yeah. You know how many sex workers I know that are literally asexual or, like, are celibate? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're not just, like, <laughs> like, no, um, I mean, you know maybe some of us but so many girls I mean I actually gave a girl like her I this girl was like I don't have a vibrator I've never tried one and I was like we're going to the store right now <laughs> and she was like 27 like she'd never yeah and she never orgasmed from a from another man before because I feel like so many so many especially like like women are not taught to advocate for their orgasm with especially with a male partner um and that's why she never came from a dude before and um i think it's really important to advocate for your orgasm oh and sexual freedom is a human right like it doesn't matter if you fuck a hundred people or three people like that you're worthy is the same no neither one is better than the other just yeah I suppose that's it. Oh, me? <laughs> I, would, I, 
like we are you like we are all the same <laughs> at the end of the day yeah I mean I have yeah I don't have anything else to share I feel like like we co- we covered pretty broadly so yeah I don't know yeah just thank you whatever you do just stay safe yeah <laughs> stay safe consent and advocate for your orgasm <laughs> <laughs> Now you understand like you was under me. Sitting under three, bands and my man's is a fan. Now you understand, let's hit another scene. What is band?